I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Want a chance to win at over $3,000 in prizes? It's free. Go to the Paddle and Fin Facebook page. Fill out our Spring Madness bracket. We got matches between all the hosts here at Paddle and Fin and we added Josh Smith from the Dark Waters Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're going to battle it out. Uh, live streams will be every Sunday. So you could follow along on your bracket to see how you're doing every Sunday morning between 8 and noon, your local time. And the top seven places of the brackets are going to have a chance at huge prizes. We got Orion coolers, catch products, never lost tethers, flip it ID holders, angler button, a chance at a black pack or a Chinook PFD, $50 gift card to South Mountain Media, TRC covers, boss buffs. We got um, a rack net, yak gadget, Robohawk, biz baits, wicked weights, she angler custom baits. I mean, guys, the list is long. Go fill out your bracket, either send it in to the Paddle and Fin Facebook page or email it to paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com for your chance to win today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is the final cast. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm with Brad. me tonight is Brad. <laughs> Brad so, Hicks. He's got his round one Sunday four-hour live tournament coming up against Ricketts. How you feeling, Brad? Uh, Good, I guess. I don't know. I've... I'm going to need a little bit more energy than that, dude. <laughs> What do you want me to say? You can be excited, man. I'm, I'm you get not to take a... on your you get to take on your team manager. Yeah. You get to take on the mountain bike lover himself. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the comment Jacob Ruff posted on your guys' live stream about the but me like I forget exactly. He's gonna give you you're gonna give him a beating worse than that mountain bike seat did. Or yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I'm not a trash talker though. So you, yes, you are. I know just behind the scenes, you're a keyboard warrior. Everybody, uh, well, like when it comes to like fishing, I I don't know. I ain't gonna talk trash to like Brian, Sam, Dan, Jason. They're all better than me, dude. So I don't know. Why am I not on that list? I'm better than you. 
You probably are. I'm just you, kidding. You caught, you caught a 20-inch smallmouth. I haven't caught one. I'm just totally kidding, man. Yeah, this stuff, though, man, it's all out of fun. It's, it's going to be a good time. I, I, I'm trying to decide between you and Ricketts. I'm going to follow one of you guys, and I'm going to heckle you the entire time, and I'm going to have it on video. You don't, you don't know where I'm going. I know where you live, though, and I'll be up earlier than you anyway. So <laughs> I don't even know if I'll make it. And I drive faster than time. you. You don't oh. know if you'll get there on time. <laughs> I'll probably wake up at 7.30, throw the thing in the truck and go. Yeah, yeah. you'll end up like at Delco Pond. <laughs> I, dude, we drove by there the other day, and I was curious if I could throw my kayak in there. I do not think you're allowed to kayak there, unfortunately. It'd be nice if you could, but I don't think you're allowed to put kayaks in there. If, if you were, I think we'd see a lot more people out there because it's a small body of water. There's no obstacles, you know, nothing. It's not moving water. But um, I, we were just talking about bass, like the other day, um, catching like bass in like, you know, super pressured or weird city ponds like that. And I caught a three and a half or four pounder there two years ago. I just went up there and saw some bluegill popping on the surface, dude. And they weren't like popping, eating. They were like running, like they were jumping out of the water. I threw a, a Kytec in that um, bluegill flash color. Dude, I think I twitched it twice and it got hammered, dude. Like obviously there was a couple bass in the area chasing around bluegill. So yeah, I, I, I never don't think caught I've ever one there. Here. Yeah, I'm, I used to catfish and carp fish there all the time, but I'd never bass fished, really. Um, I might have went there once, but it was like in the heat of summer and everything. And I think the key to that place is actually to kind of fish out further. Um, I don't think the fish come to the bank that often. If they do, they're kind of skittish just because there's so many people there. But Yeah, that I, I, I that's what I do when I uh, – well – when the river's flooded, I'll usually go to some of those parks with my kayak in the area because yeah. they allow them. Yeah, the metro parks. Yeah, I was like, why not? People usually pound pound the off the banks there, so I'm just I go to the other side where nobody goes and I catch fish. <laughs> I caught um, I caught a decent one on Martindale. Martindale. I think it's an old gravel pit. It's kind of up north, but it does it uh, fork off kind of a, on one side. Yeah, there's like two of them. There's one that's really shallow and then one that's deeper. And it's got like a weird big peninsula in the middle or at the opposite end of it. I wish but, you would have uh, said that because that's a good place. It's okay. It's not that I've good, always though. done it's really tough. well there. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have said it was a good place. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a hard walk, though, with your kayaks. It's not the easiest oh, thing. Oh, dude, it's, it's a pain. It's like oh. a half quarter half mile something like when that. i caught that uh i caught a decent fish there and it was actually funny it was like right stand we hadn't even launched yet i just threw a line uh threw in a couple times and on a lipless crankbait and this bass chased it all the way like to within five feet of the bank and then hit it but um brad and i decided uh let's talk about our uh new kayaks this year um Currently, I am in the Kilroy HD, made by Jackson Kayak, and Brad is rocking the Bonafide SS127, but he's got a new color and red line. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Brad, but when we started this, was there, was there any new updates to the Bonafide this year that you've noticed at all? 
No, there's no updates. It's all just new colors. Same boat as last year. That's cool. Um, yeah, I uh, the Kilroy HD is the new boat for this year. I think they released it, prototyped it, what, at the end of last year. We saw it over the winter time when a rep brought it by. I know. Yeah, we, we saw reps. it before everybody. <laughs> oh no, it'd been thought... it'd been tossed around a little bit. Like there was a couple people. I think Chris Funk had it for the prototypes for a while, and well, be, before so... anybody else saw it, we saw it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, but it was pretty cool. It's a it's a cool boat, man. There's one complaint that I have about it, and that's just because I'm used to sit on top. And well, there's a couple complaints, but I don't like the internal rod storage. Um, really? it's really hard. There's not a lot of room between a seat and where the, like your rod, the reel is where it sits on this like little like ledge kind of thing. There's this piece of plastic. It's got these kind of like C shaped, like little clips almost, but it's not a clip. It just sets on there and they don't sit very well on there. Um, so when you're trying to pull out a rod out of that thing, dude, it's, it's a little tricky to actually do it. And especially if you're trying to do it quietly. It's yeah. actually fairly on the noisy side because that seat's so close to it, man. It just it's banging around everywhere. But did did you being, end up uh, did ahead. you end up using your black pack to put your yeah in? yeah I bought Justin's old bungee system and it took the first time I actually put it on and I attempted to do it I got frustrated because I kept because it's a sit that sit side style and you know when you think about like a set on top kayak it's going up and it pins it down well this is sitting almost level right with the top of your black pack the black pack sits up slightly higher so i had to kind of try to figure out the best way to bungee it without it it wants to pull that boat together in a sense the, the oh yeah the top of those tracks man are actually pulling in because of the tension of the uh the actual bungee itself. Yeah, forget and that. So, that kayak's pretty uh, flimsy up at the top. Well, not yeah, yeah. yeah it's know. it's flimsy though because it's a it's a just a layer of plastic as opposed to almost being in a sense when you think about it like doubled up almost like the support of it would be in a standard sit on top. But I figured it out the other this past weekend. I ran out to a little local lake. Um. I just kind of wanted to get out of there. I got frustrated though. Cause I got out there and realized my battery uh, was dead. So I didn't get to take the fish finder. And so instead of stressing about it and trying to rush, I actually probably spent almost more time rigging up that day than I did fishing because I was trying to kind of figure out where I liked the placement of everything. You know how it is. If you rush, you get out there you start throwing on a bunch of new stuff on your kayak and you get out in the water and you're like, dude, I don't like where this is. It's bothering yeah. <laughs> yep. me. Like I, I got the tray system. There's this little tray system that has a couple of rod holders and a gear track and a little compartment you can drop like plastics into. And that didn't fit well. I don't know if it's, if it's the boat, if it's bent in slightly on the top or if it's just, they were those holes for that tray were drilled bad, but like I had to like force the, pull the boat like kind of apart up the top like that to get those T-bolts to fit in through the holes. Um, to me, it shouldn't be that difficult because it makes it really hard to slide it now because of it. But yeah. I don't know. That could be because of the way I've stored it. Um, I store my kayak on my trailer. It's on a couple of J 
J mounts from Malone. And I don't know if it's causing it to kind of fold in on itself a little bit. I wouldn't think that it would, but it's possible that it's doing that. So I might need to look at it a different option and get it out in the, you know, when it gets summertime, heat it up some and see if it kind of goes back to where it should. I'm not 100% sure if that's what it is that'll be it. So, but uh, let's get into what we're going to do rigging wise this year. How about it? Yeah, I, I wanted to like go over your black pack a little bit more because you said you hated the rod inside rod storage on that. Did are you are you, you still able to use those rod holders on the black pack? Is there enough room? Yeah, yeah, there's enough room and everything. There's actually plenty of room that sits behind the seat. Um, I didn't realize how actually kind of more forward I sat and what like to sit in that until I started to put that in there and I kind of messed around with it. Um, I have the ability to add a couple of um, <clears throat> rod holders that I'm going to do to the black pack. Cause I was only using three um, mm-hmm. because I usually use the, what are they called? The molded in ones or yeah. those called it's inside roto molded. Uh, the ones that are come inside. Your oh, list. flush mount. Yeah. The flush mount ones. I'm sorry. Um, it's basically, in a sense, molded in, but it's not. Usually, it's just a hole yeah. in that that part's uh, mounted inside. But it, um, with not having those, in the, then I kind of looked at the possibility of doing what you did, but I can't do that because I don't. I my rods are going to sit up too high, in a sense, even if they're down, and I would be putting them along the sides of. I just thought it'd be sketchy if you hooked a tree it would be able to rip it out real easy you know out yeah. of a like a, a standard rod holder a mega rod holder but so yeah i have it figured out but the thing the problem with this is is those bungees so the bungee idea is possibly going to be scrapped which sucks because i just bought them from justin but he sold them to me cheap so yeah <laughs> um but I'm going to keep the bungees because I have another idea for it. Because I've been taking my sea tug with me and I've been putting on that back platform that has that sea deck mat. And I've been mm-hmm. taking a standard um, strap, like a, just a regular like um, cam strap. And because sh- on the gear tracks on there, there's actual spaces underneath them, right? There's little gaps in it in the plastic. So I can run that strap right up underneath it real easy and then strap that thing down to the back. And then I've got my wheels with me. Oh, I gotcha. But here's the idea. I kind of reversed of what I'm thinking of. I went, I bought a couple tie-down straps right here. I've got a set of four of these. I've got actually six of them total. I got two for Zach seat. I don't know if he, if you guys saw my post. Yeah. I recently, I bought uh, Justin's old Jackson seat from him also. And I used two of these in the gear track that runs the center of the boat and placed the Jackson old Jackson Cusa seat in there and put one of these in the front and behind this this uh, the seat for Zach and strapped it down with the Yak Attack cam strap, dude. And it worked perfectly. Yeah, I saw that picture. I was like, man, that's a good idea. It kind of looked like a uh, – I can't remember what seat it is, but it, it kind of looked like – After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. 
To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, I can't remember. Dude, it's the same concept of how the actual Jackson seats are in the boat. Like our yeah. seats were done with one strap with a, um, with a, like a track mounted, like, um, cam, like in a sense with a little strap on it. And there was a cam that was about, I don't know, maybe five to six inches long and it had a bolt and that slid in the gear track right there that was in the floor. And then the actual, um, longer part of the strap that went through the seat, just like I had done like this, except this is, was using these and it worked great. So but what I ended up thinking of doing is I bought, I found these Sims um, cam straps. They're short. They're only like 15 inches long. They're actually for rods for like um, strapping to like a Sims backpack if you're into fly fishing and stuff like that. So I'm going to put one of those on each side of the, uh, on the gear tracks that are on the sides of the boat in the back. And I'm going to use and put a couple of tie down ones because I have gear tracks mounted on my black pack. So I'm going to put a tie down on each side and strap it down like that. Then I don't have all that bungee right there. That's a good idea. And then I won't have to worry about the, cause the thing I didn't like about the bungees is the way it pulled the boat in, but it was also really, really, really tight. That's why I was pulling the boat in. And like when I'd go to try to like tighten everything, it'd want to pull the black pack to one side real hard. Yeah. And so it was, it was a pain. It, it took a little effort to try. I mean, I got it done. It's, it's, easy but like it just shouldn't be that hard so you know especially if you're trying to be quick about rigging up for the day or for a tournament or whatever so we'll see how that works i'm not 100 percent sold on the sims cam straps just because they are i have them sitting here but let me grab them real quick they're just right yeah let, let's see them i'm curious to see what they look like I also got one of these, Brad. Ooh, is that the bi the binder for soft plastics? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, I have I have way too much Z-Man products. <laughs> but man, yeah, that that seat uh, mod that you did looked pretty cool. I I was kind of curious about that, like. How, how, how was that kayak with you and your son and everything? Was it easy to fish out of? Yeah. I don't know what I did with this cam straps right now. Oh, well. I'll find him here in a minute. Um, It paddled fine. He only weighs like 30 pounds, so. Well, I mean, did you have enough space and stuff? Um, That was the one thing that I could have probably done was move his seat up a little bit further to give myself a little bit more room. He's he's fairly little like that seat is actually probably too big for him to the point that his feet or his legs actually hang off of it instead of being bent yeah um so i could have probably pushed him up a little bit but there wasn't much more room maybe about four inches but i think that four inches of space could help me out so the thing that made it uncomfortable was that day i ended up wearing waders again and because of my knees were bent so much that it was really kind of uncomfortable how tight my waders were 
And if it had oh. been like summertime or whatever, it, it might not have bothered me, but it was like cutting off the circulation in my legs. You had to take out the footrest to put that seat yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that seat rest takes up a ton of space. Like the bottom base of that thing is probably like six inches wide or something. Yeah, like that, so. yeah. I remember from sitting in it at the expo. That's cool, though. I mean, I, I didn't know if you would like <clears throat> push his seat uh, as far uh, forward as you wanted and then turn the seat towards him so you guys would be looking at each other. Yeah, I could do that, too. Um, definitely could do that. Uh, he almost hooked me in the face. <laughs> Was he fishing? Yeah, in a sense. We were th- we fished a river, and it was the day that it jumped up like oh geez like eight feet dude in like a few hours like um we went out there and the water had not crested over the dam and by the and i had ran into one of the um the uh guys at uh, the conservancy district guys was out there sweeping off the bike paths and everything and they have this big tractor with this huge broom on the front of it like one of those spinning rotating uh real wide brooms and i was like are you guys going to close this down today um, I was like, I'm taking my little one out, so we don't want to run into any trouble. He's like, oh, I don't think so. He goes, but they do do it last minute. And I'm like, all right. So I ended up t- parking my truck at a takeout point that I knew we'd be able to get down to. But we were going to we walked back up to where we launched because of the bike path. It wasn't a very long float. Yeah. And so by the time we made it up there, they had shut the gate. Somebody came by and shut the gate. And I was like, well, that's not good. And then second of all, the water had started to come over the dam, like the parking area. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't rushing. So him and I, we launched real quick. Um, I'm really familiar with this place. I fish it a lot. So I know where all the <clears throat> like safe points are. Um, and that's from wade fishing a lot in the area. So I know where where to be like with the boat positioning and everything um water was super dirty so what i did was i just threw on like a really kind of light ball head jig with a grub on it threw some scent on it and threw it on a bobber to see if we could get anything because there was a lot of fish actually feeding um a lot of stuff was coming up to the surface i think they were um those are they called quillback like it's a carp type of fish sounds familiar but i I don't know but i try to stay away from those things (laughs) uh, sometimes they'll hit lures and plastics just like bass do so yeah um, they're much more aggressive than your standard like carp that are eating off the bottom as far as like what they eat. I think they eat, they'll eat minnows and stuff like that too. Cause I've caught a couple down there on like, on like crankbaits and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> so we launched, got out there, like I said, it was a little uncomfortable, fought the wind. So it wasn't the greatest experience for him. He was really excited to be out there, but, um, I think he, he, you know, he's only four and a half. He'll be five this summer. So he, you know, his attention span for it's not, not yeah. going to stick with it very long unless we're catching fish. So <clears throat> we were only out there for the, for like maybe two hours, dude. And the water rose so high. I was like, all right, we got to go. I can't, you know, I don't want to make this uh, dangerous for us. So we took off. I think he had more fun though going through the, uh, the rapids and anything, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's cool. Dude, yeah, I uh, I don't like being on a rising river, man. It's actually one of the best times to fish because the fish will feed real crazy then. But, you know, unless you are really experienced paddler, especially with the place 
places that you know, like your knowledge of it, you know, it can be safe. Like I said, there, the place I was at, I was, you know, I was cool with him. The only thing is I just, I was like, we got to launch now, dude, get in a kayak and just sit still, you know? So, cause I had to get the, uh, sea tug off the bottom and everything. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't have been safe if we would have hung out there for another hour because the water started to cascade over the launching area too. So it kind of cuts around the parking, like through the parking lot first and down these rocks. Um, and then eventually it does work its way over the, the little launching ramp, but yeah, but dude, it was crazy. The action we saw, I mean, I saw bass coming up too. We just couldn't get them to bite, man. You know, and I wasn't really trying to switch out like baits and stuff like that. I was fighting the wind so bad. Um, this is a really windy day. It was when that front had pushed through. So I think we're still sitting in the post front conditions, but you know, I wanted to get him out. He'd been begging me to get in the kayak, especially since I had picked up the new seat. Cause he, him and Colin went with me t- to meet up with Justin to pick up that seat. And mm-hmm. you know, he was super excited knowing he had his own chair in a kayak. So that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool mod, man. I'm uh, interested in seeing how you play with it as the season goes along. Well, dude, I got all kinds of stuff coming, man. I got, we got, uh, I got, I ordered a bunch of GoPros. Um, so I got the boomstick. Uh, we got, I already have a front mount one, but from doing the tournament, tournament, we're going to be checking out the Panfish Portrait Pro. And that, what it is called? Or is it yeah, that's the, that's the one I just got. So we'll see how that looks. Um, it looks then, good. I've tried it on mine already. Yeah, well, yeah. not on the water, but just sitting down in it. Yeah, that angle was exactly what you were kind of looking for, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, so th- that'll be a mod. Um, I got a new Anchor Wizard. I got the low profile one. Um, hopefully it works better than the first one that I had. I had the taller, high capacity one, but it liked to come on spool. The spool liked to come on screwed from the uh, handle so we'll see how that works that's one i'm gonna have to work out because of the ideas i have about strapping the straps for the um because i'd like to use it out of the back end as opposed to the front because of having that tray and yeah. um so we'll see how that goes i'm not 100 percent sure how well it might end up front but which I think would be a little bit better because it'll face me up current in a sense, but I don't know. We'll have to kind of play that one by ear. So um, that's, you know, you were asking me about the eyelets. Yeah. The tie down ones. That's what that's for. I'm going to use those as a guide for the uh, oh, anchor line itself. That's a good idea. I never thought about that. Yeah. So I, I had the idea of uh, running those on my, kayak this year mm-hmm. uh after you bought some and uh I, i'm gonna uh use it for tether points i got my fish grips on a one of those six foot long robohawk tethers yeah um i will i was using that donkey leash uh threw that thing away i lost the fish last year and it cost me a win so i was like <laughs> screw that thing i'm going back to fish grips so i'm using those on the robohawk tether and i'm i'm gonna hook those onto the eyelets somewhere on my gear track front of me behind me i don't know yet yeah so i i think that's a cool mod i was talking to somebody on my facebook page and they're like oh that's a good idea I'm like yeah i like I it really, better than where i have it now 
Yeah. In in regards to like, you know, keeping your fish like that over the edge the side of the boat, I was really interested in the yak gadget. Um that sidewell thing that they have. It's like that yeah. square. And the only problem is I don't know if my net is big enough for it. Like I I think it's like it's fine to catch bass with it. It works great. It's, I think it's a trout net. Um, the problem with it, I don't know if it's deep enough to sit in the water on that Kilroy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm wondering if the fish will still be suspended like up out of the water because mm, I don't of know. it. But I know a lot of guys hang the net over the side when they ha- and then put the fish in it and have it just chilling right there. I don't like doing that. I like to let it go back in the water, let it swim around. Yeah. On my fish I mean, grips. I I don't think think either way is necessarily bad. No, um, that's just me. Uh, but I can't do that with mine because I have that. Sh- it's a trout, a trout net. So the handle's super short. Like, so when I put it under my leg, it actually suspends the fish up out of the water because I'm having yeah. to press down so hard on it to keep it from going anywhere. So I had that um, issue too. Yeah, yeah, I'm just and that and I'm just trying to actually. The thing that's really nice about that kayak is taking pictures, like CPR pictures for a tournament. Um, I've had a f- couple fish that jump out of the boat and it's hard for them to, or jump off the board and it's hard for them to get out of the boat with it being the sides being up higher like that. So that that's is, a nice feature of nice. it. Um, the one the other thing that kind of don't like though is because of those internal rod storage tubes and that whole system, there's these bungees that are right in there too that you can tether off to. Like I have my catchboard leash tethered onto it. Um, so that's nice, but at the same time, it makes it a little tricky to move the board around in there, but I got to kind of like put my feet up on the sides of the boat out of the way to get a good picture. I mean, the thing is I could probably ditch the whole idea of using that foot rest and put the catchboard, like slide it up way forward and be able to do it fine. Um, but I kind of like to have the foot rest thing. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see though. Cause I kind of find myself not really utilizing it very often. So. Hey, that foot rest is that, is it, uh, both sides? Yeah. That's cool. So you could set that in the middle of you and your son. If you yeah. have your seats facing towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely do that. Um, it's just kind of, it would be a little too close for me to like it. Cause I like my legs oh, a little yeah. bit stretched out. And, um, but, and he wouldn't even be able to touch it. Like, to be honest with you, I mean, he might be able to put his feet on top of it, but I think his legs are still too short with, cause that seat, the Jackson seat's not a small seat. So my original idea was to work with our friend, Mike Grimsley and try to actually like fab a seat up, but like a small one and that he could sit in, but when I thought about like co- the cost of doing that and trying to figure it out, and then Justin had to pop the seat up for sale, I was like, why don't I just buy that, dude? And they'll save me the time, and I won't have to bother Grimsley with it. And you know, it it, it should work just fine. And he can grow into that seat. So yeah, you just gave me another idea too for the uh, the eyelets. I can tether my uh, catchboard to that. Yep. Yeah, dude, those things are great uh, tether points because you just you can wind your key ring on one side and one on the other side and just have it clipped on clip it on that easy. Like like my that my tether now just stays in there and I have the key like the key ring fed through the the catch board. Mm-hmm. 
And so then when I get in there, I just clip the key ring to the carabiner. That's a good idea. Yeah, I the, the thing is, I, I just, I'm still like struggling where to put my catchboard right now because it's not very easy in the bonafide. Um, I don't know, man. We have a black pack, right? I do. The only thing I don't like is having to reach behind me. I'd rather have it close, but yeah, that's my because <laughs> I did that with the hog trough. I bought that bracket system, and I hated it from day one. Uh, it's still on my my black pack and I need to take it off. I'm not a fan of it. It was just real kind of a tricky thing. You could get the slide out easy, but you had to do it like perfectly. And, um, I I so got mad because when I tested it out originally, I'd put it on the, on the black pack and it was sitting in here in the room that I'm sitting in now. And I turned and I was doing something on my desk here. I turned and ran into that thing and cracked that board, you know, the old hog trough. So I was like mad from day one about everything the way it was <laughs> before he even got dude, put in the back. Don't get me started on hog trots, dude. I hate them. Hate them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me see if I can find those cam straps real quick. Oh yeah, cam straps. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. I don't know, man. Dude, it's such a mess in here. Who knows what I did with them? It's all good. I, I I'll edit that part out. It's like forty seconds. All right. So you can't find your cam straps. It's all good. So yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you? Uh, how are you gonna rig your um? Uh, what is it called? The uh, pan fi- or panfish pro? Is that what it is? Yeah. So the the short one. Oh, no, the bigger one. The boomstick uh, yeah. will be behind me. I've got plenty of gear track space. It'll be kind of, it's going to be fun to mess with the uh, different angles. So I really liked when Aaron had started, and you've seen a lot of guys now do the one that's kind of low and to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that thing adjusts um, to be able to be turned down, you know, or up 
vertically. So uh, that's different ways to kind of look at it. So I almost got the shorter one, but I ended up going with the longer one. And um, I don't know. We'll see, man. So I got four GoPros. And so I will plan on having one behind me, in front of me. And I'm going to have one, though, that won't run very often. It's going to be put on just like a selfie stick. I'm yeah. going to use that for like uh, underwater releases and that sort of thing. So, um, and then I'll have one either on a chesty or a hat mount or something. I haven't decided. That'd be sweet. That's, that's a lot of points of view, I guess. Yeah. But the whole goal is to run the kind of permanent mounted ones. Not permanent, but you know what I mean? To run continuously. Uh, without having to switch them on and off and that sort of thing. So I got to get some high-capacity SD cards for them. Um, I've been looking at, there's a company called 3BR Power Sports. I think I shared the information with Ricketts on our group chat the other day. And they make a um, USB port that covers, it goes where the old cover is. Because when you open that cover, it exposes the battery uh, port also. And so it makes it... at that point, um, it's not waterproof anymore. So this actually is a new cover system that will p- cause it to plug itself in, but it's got it's got everything covered back up. So um, I'll run like a, a long USB to my um, my battery box, which has two USB ports in it. So I can run that um, rear one in the front one. That was the one thing. One time I did mess with a GoPro. I borrowed a friend's and used my old boomstick from the Kusa. And granted, those things do turn on voice-wise. It's just tricky sometimes to get it to hear you because especially if you're facing away from it. Yeah, I've seen videos of people getting mad at their GoPro. Uh, GoPro record, they'll say it like three or four times, and then they'll turn around and like flip the camera off. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> it's funny. Some That's how, how it is. And for the sheer fact that the battery life is so bad on them, you're going to have yours hardwired, you said. Yeah, right? so yeah. it'll be hooked up because I have a Dakota lithium 23-amp-hour battery in, in that box, so it should be plenty to oh, yeah. uh, to power that stuff. So. You, can run, you could probably run that GoPro for days. Yeah, so I have two of them hooked up to that and then the fish finder. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the wiring is going to go inside the boat, especially being that it's... Um, you know, it's, it's a set inside. So I'm going to be with the wires. Not, I can't run it like through the, you know, the rear tank storage up to the front. Like I used to, that's cause I used to keep my battery up in the front storage compartment. <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes, but I need to sit down though and spend a day. I need to straighten this room up obviously. And, and then, uh, sit down and do like a rigging thing and see, sit down in the boat, see if I like where everything is. Every time I keep trying to do this, I end up trying to go out on the water also, and I'm itching to fish <laughs> yeah. and not spend time rigging. So I was going to say that you, your room right there, it looks like you have like stuff placed in like the right spots on purpose. It's not, dude. <laughs> it's so like, it, it looks cool. Hold like on, that, though. Hold you know on, dude. Mean? Look, look at this. <laughs> look at that mess. <laughs> It's everything is a mess in here, dude. Look at the like, floor. It's just boxes of crap, dude, everywhere. Yeah, you had the you had the arachnet hanging there, then your paddle and fin hat, your Jackson hat. You could see some jackhammers over there. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's not some of it's on purpose, some of it's not. 
The yeah, Ragnet was. The Ragnet's hiding a crack in the wall back there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So what do you got? Uh, anything else uh, new that you're rigging to your... Um, that's about it, man, for now. Um, just the Anchor Wizard stuff. Um, when I sold the Coos HD and I went on the river with it being high like it is still, you know, you're fighting a lot of current. And, you know, it, it's unfortunately a lot of times, uh, times to get a fish, the weather's not the best and the wind is crazy. And, you know, and even windy days are supposed to be good days of fishing, but it makes for hard paddling sometimes, man. And so I kind of realized I was like, man, I got to get something. And so, you know, and I'm still looking at even doing that yak attack or the yak gear, not yak attack, but the yak gear, um, shallow water anchor. Um, I was thinking about ordering one, but, uh, I know that John said they were having issues getting the poles in because of the virus thing had shut down their, the plant that was supplying them or whatever. So, yeah, but he um, did found, he found some on Amazon. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But. Um, so I'd like to try that out. I got another rigging idea with that. I can't say that's original idea by any chance um, I can't remember who I saw it, but somebody else has one and where those T bolts go into the, uh, power pole, um, pattern that's in the back. He put these two, uh, handles like this. Yeah, just, I saw that. Yeah. So, cause I was afraid that it would make it hard to carry that kayak if that's on there. So, um, I went ahead and purchased a set of these at like Cabela's or something like that to see how they work. So crazy, all the stuff you can do to a kayak. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But here's what stinks sometimes, man. I'm realizing sometimes like you buy this stuff and you rig it up and then you're like, I don't really like it. Yeah. I've yeah. been there before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before. That's when you just turn around and sell it, dude. That's I've done that yeah. so many times. Like I, I was gonna mention earlier, I'm actually I'm I'm with a new net now. I went for with the Foreverlast G2, the one that uh, Greg Blanchard uses. Uh, <clears throat> I had the Yak Attack net. Uh, I wanted the smaller hoop. I, I picked the wrong one from the beginning, so I, I sold it to uh, Jordan Gibson a couple weeks yeah. ago. And I was going to buy a new Yak Attack net with the smaller hoop, and they were out of stock. <laughs> so I was like, whatever, I need a net ASAP. So I just went with like the, the cheaper forever G last or forever last G two, two days late. Well, yeah. Two days later, uh, Brock Howe messages me and was like, um, you still have that net for sale? I'm like, no, I got rid of it. And then the very next day he was like, Hey, yak attack, uh, has their nets in stock again. I'm like, dude, I just bought that other net. Like, he started laughing at me. I was like, dude, what is going on? Well, you know how that fire crawl uh, jackhammer keeps going out of stock? Yeah. So I somebody messaged on Facebook that they uh, Tackle Warehouse had some in stock. So I went on there, and I picked out a couple of them. Uh, I think I got two, two, two or three. can't remember. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll come back to this later. And I went back three hours later and they were sold out and they only had like 10 or 15 of them or something like that. I think and I was like, yeah, dude, I went in to check out and it was like, Oh, items currently on back order. And I was like, wait a minute. They just had 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I, I, I mean, I, I'd see it being like a really good pre-spawn. 
bait yeah. for sure. But... I found this uh, cam straps. They were on the floor between all the boxes of mess. Oh, there you That's go. all they are. Oh, are they like rubber? Um, it's like a sort of like it's almost like a a mix of rubber, nylon rubber, and yeah, something like that. Huh. So the thing that worries me the most is these kind of these plastic cam straps. But I mean, it's try 15, 16, 15 inches long. So we'll see, dude. I don't know. They may be a little short. Um, I thought they'd seem like they were a little bit longer. I think this is the bigger size. The other side was only like nine. So, yeah. but there's not much distance though between the black pack and the actual like rail, you know, the, the gear track. So, yeah, I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of eliminate a lot of, um, un, like just kind of crazy bungee stuff going, but we'll see. Yeah. If at all, man, I could even utilize these, I think on the back of the Jackson seat, if I wanted to hang some kind of storage bag or something there. Probably. <clears throat> but that'd be nice. Yeah. What other uh rigging things you got going on the bonafide this year? I, I did a few different things this year. So a lot of people well, I, I currently I have the uh fish finder on the dry pod. <clears throat> but I'm thinking about I have the mighty mighty mount on top of the dry pod and then I uh screw in the uh lock and load system to that. But what I'm thinking of doing is moving my fish finder over to my side rail and then running the wires from the dry pod to my fish finder. It's probably, I don't know, 10, 12 inches of wire. Um, And then I'm thinking about putting a roto grip on the dry pod instead and putting my net there. Because like what I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, Greg Blanchard, he has that Forever Last G2. He did a mod yeah. where he made his handle 18 inches longer or something like that. So what I'm thinking is if I if I put a longer handle on that, I can fit that right into a roto grip and then have it laying right on my uh, hatch. So I, I'm still I'm I'm thinking about it. I haven't tried it yet, but that's one of the different things I'm using this year. And then oh. Roto grip on the on the on the seat bracket. That's something different. I saw somebody post this in the Bonafide group. They uh, got one of those brackets that go around, uh, like a a tube. You know, like yeah. you know how the Bonafide seat is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has that that metal bar where you yeah. can go high and low. Uh, they they put like a little clamp and then they put their Roto grip on that. So they're setting the paddle here. Right, right on that uh little nub, and then it uh shooting it straight across the front hatch. And I've been doing that for the last like three or four trips, and I love it. Yeah, so, uh, that's been a really uh really cool mod that I've done this year. I we we've talked about it before where I've had the roto grip uh to where I was uh, position positioning my paddle um, caddy corner, I guess diagonal yeah. across the deck. And it does get in the way, especially when you're trying to get up against the bank and stuff like you said before. Yeah. So that that new paddle mod, I, I'm really liking that. That's awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'd like to still try to visit the idea of getting the extension, you know, to raise Yeah. just that little bit so it sits up higher and doesn't have that. Because even in that, in that boat, it's probably even worse, to be honest with you. But um, I find it kind of better though than the bungee way of having the Kusa hat on top of the um, 
it's just easier to slide it in. You know, I do wish though that that band, that paddle band, whatever you want to call it, that the holder was back further, not so f- close to the front of the boat. Um, because like when you put it in there, it's just, you know, the first four inches that are like tucked inside there. Like I'd like the paddle to be tucked up inside there a little bit more, but um, yeah, it's the, definitely easier, definitely easier than trying to slide it up under yeah. the bungees like I did before. Yeah, that 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 extra height that my seat gives me for the paddle to sit in there, I, I don't even need to raise up the roto grip because I'm getting like eight, six, eight inches higher, I guess, yeah. mounting it on that bar of the uh, seat. So it, it's perfect. I love it. Heck yeah. Nice. What else? Um, The Portrait Pro. The uh, Yak Attack Portrait Pro. Um, at first, I was thinking of putting it on the front rails, right right behind the hatch on the Bonafide. Tried it there, took some pictures, uh, sitting in my garage, didn't like it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So I think I'm gonna move it to my left side and then uh, angle it towards me, and then uh, vertical. That way you're getting more of like a chest and like head shot rather than a crotch shot from where I was sitting my X grip. Yeah, I know. I, I hate that. I know. I, I see a ton of people do it, but I I, I hate it. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, I, I took a picture with that sitting there. Uh, it looked good. I think it's going to block out background so people see where I'm fishing and stuff. Yeah. Got to be careful. This area of Ohio, man, people steal your river spots pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have thought about, I don't know where I'm going to put the short one that we, you know, that we'll be getting here. I'm going to say if I'm going to do it, it may be on the rail that's on that tray. Um, on the gear track because there's a gear I was going to say that, but I also have my fish finder on there, so I'm kind of worried about weight wise because that that plastic that's made out of it's not super strong. I mean, it it's strong, but I don't think it'll be an issue though. Um, I also have the old dog bone, like dog bone, like foam extension with an X grip. Um, that X grip can be switched out to a GoPro mount, super easy. It's just a ball, and I already have. Um, one of the GoPro uh, ball mounts here uh, from, I don't even know. I think I might've bought it uh, when I borrowed that dude's GoPro. I can't remember. Mm. So that can be flip-flopped out real quick if I'm not a fan of how low the uh, Portrait Pro is. So Yeah, I think you'll like it, dude. It, I, I think it's a good it's a good height. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like... really excited about having the uh, quick disconnect, you know, yeah. as opposed to what I have now. So. The lock and load system? Yeah, because a lot of times oh, when dude, you put stuff amazing. on, yeah, when like so, what stinks about like what the setups that I have now, they're they're you know ball mounts, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to put it on. Well, you could put it on, screw it down, and you've lost kind of the position of it. So you have to unscrew everything else yep. to center it out, which is really weird when you're doing it with your fish finder because your fish finder is so top heavy, it just wants to automatically fall off. Like yeah, 
and you're you think about it, you're loosening it at two points, right? Because there's that connecting point, and it helps because you can make different adjustments. But because it's so heavy and you've undone it and it's unhooked itself from both both ball mounts in a sense that yep. everything just wants to fold down. It's like real tricky to hold it up. So yeah. that's kind of a complaint about the old systems like that. So it'll be nice to try out the quick disconnects like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the ball systems. I, Ram still does it. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. That um, lock and load system is freaking sweet. Because you you have let, let me see. I I have like five different lock and load bases. If you don't like something somewhere, you could take it off, put it there, put something else on the other one, within yeah. like ten seconds. Yeah. It's awesome. You can do that with the ball mounts, but the problem is, is that you're loosening everything and yeah, like you're having to it, change, like not just that, you know, it's kind it of, it takes funny. longer too. Yeah. But I don't know. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Oh, I ahead. do have, there was a, I, I got a black pack this year, first year using a crate. I, I know a lot of people, uh, Jacob Ruff gave me a big a hard time about it. Thought you didn't like crates. I'm like, well, I didn't, but <clears throat> I'm going to try it out this year. I uh, got the the new canoe, the new canoe uh, hinges, friction hinges for it. Mm-hmm. Turns out awesome, dude. If you have a black pack and you don't have these things on it, you need to get them. Yeah. Because you, you raise that lid, it just stays there. Doesn't make noise. You shut it, you close it slowly, doesn't make noise either. So it, it's awesome, man. Yeah, that was... Uh one of the other gripes I had about doing the bungee system with my black pack is because of the way I finally figured out the best way to strap it down, but it puts an extra bungee right over the lid lid lip, like where you would open it. So now now I might have to undo the, the little bungee that's actually on the yak attack for the hold the lid down. I'm having to actually move a heavy duty bungee up out of the way. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the black pack hinges, the new canoe ones. I have to give Brian and Rocktown a shout out because they sent me those and I, he didn't make me pay for them or anything. So <laughs> he was like, you better give me a shout out. I'm like, dude, I will. I promise. <laughs> dude, those things are awesome. I'll have to have him send me some. Now. <laughs> dude, they are awesome, man. Brian, where's my them. hinges? <laughs> no, I was, I was like, dude, how much I'm PayPaling you money right now? He's like, nope. Make me a make a give me a shout out and make me a, a video Robert. on for YouTube. Oh, oh, oh. make him a celebrity. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. the infamous Sly Dog. Yeah, but other than that, I, I think I, I'm like pretty dialed in with my Bonafide after spending last year in it. Uh, there, there's certain things I like certain ways. Um, I, I didn't really change anything much this year from last year. Yeah. So it's all good. But I was going to ask you one other thing about your black pack, but I can't remember what it is now. Oh, yeah. Did, did you look into the Omni hooks for it, that Bonafide mix? Yes. Um, the problem with that is that system has to work by coming from the bottom up. Yeah. Which I didn't was know what if you I was could, afraid of. I didn't know if there was a access points inside where you could put the tie downs nope um the only rail is the center one so the black pack would be sitting on it in a sense so yeah i looked at those i got really intrigued almost bought them just to see if i could figure it out which is still possible but 
like I said, when I decided that I was doing the anchor wizard, I needed to remove as much as I could from the rails. That's the other thing I'm still scared about. Cause I thought about, you know, how I was talking about the seat tug and strapping it down on the back. Yeah. When I do that, it takes up like all the rail on that back portion of the uh, kayak. Yeah. Uh, the back side of it. Cause I've got the two rails also. That's the section of the back that go towards the handle. And even with the bungees, I'm afraid if I was to try to put, I, I would have, I don't even know how it happened. I would think the bungee rope would be in the way of the actual anchor line. That's why I'm thinking I might still have to try to figure out a way to do the, um, <clears throat> that anchor wizard off the front of the kayak. You might be better off with it out off the front of your kayak since you, excuse me, you like to fish rivers more anyway. Yeah. The only problem I kind of, I'm running into was liking the ability to use the, um, the micro power pole screw the pattern that, Oh that, yeah. That, that, um, you know, the little, uh, shoot thing for the anchor wizard, it fits one side of it. So like um, the bolt patterns the same, uh, a lot of bonafide users are just, they don't use that shoot at all. And what yeah. they do is they run the, they run like a kettlebell through the handles on the front and the back. So they don't use the shoot at all. The ball comes right up against the ha handle and stays there. When you release it, it just drops. Yeah. So that's yeah. something to think about if you have a front handle. Yep. That's uh, definitely, yeah, I don't have, uh, I have this type of handle that's the molded handle, molded in. Yeah. But, so it, it it's a bit fine. bigger one. Yeah. I did order a, um, a DeBomb anchor, though. Did you? So, yeah. What size? Uh, they only come in five. Oh, I didn't know that. How much was it? Um, forty-four bucks, something like that. It's it's pricey for what it is, but here's what it sold me on it. It is not lead. So it's tungsten. No, it's not tungsten <laughs> either. But it's um, I forget what he told me. I think it's steel, but yeah, it's not uh, it's not lead. And I. I'm kind of a, for like, I try to watch my eco-friendliness, you know what I mean? In the rivers. And I would hate to lose a five pound piece of lead in a river. So you're a, you're a fishing hipster. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, um, and in that sense, but may, more, not a hipster, but a hippie. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, I, I kind of looked at that way. You know, that, you know, as soon as you go away from lead to the other metals, there's going to be a big spike in the cost. I mean, you look at tungsten versus lead or, you know, whatever, any kind of material like that. Yeah. Um, lead is cheap. And but at the same time, you know, dropping an anchor on a rock, chipping it, anything because lead's soft, you know, on a softer side. So I just didn't want to be depositing that crap in the rivers. You know, there's enough. Yeah enough crap that we already we lose lures in and you know i mean the other day i i hooked onto a branch and broke it off and pulled out like 200 yards worth of line you know somebody had snapped off and it was crazy it was wrapped around this branch like like it was 200 yards of line stuck on a branch this big and there was no line but maybe eight inches hanging off it spun all the way around this branch yeah. And I was just dumbfounded, like, dude, that's insanity. And, you know, and a lot of, you know how it is around Dayton, man. 
we fish a lot of areas. We fish some urban settings and suburban settings and the amount of garbage and amount of crap that you see in the water just is baffling sometimes. And so whatever I can do to kind of lessen my impact out there, I'll, I'll try to do. And if I have to buy an expensive anchor, then then so be it. You know, I had, a, I have a, a, a mushroom style head. Um, yeah. I went from having a grapple style that I had actually kept folded in. It was three pounds and it worked only if it was a calm day. And at yeah. that point I didn't need an anchor. So, um, I got frustrated with that anchor and I bought an eight pound mushroom anchor. And that thing works good. The problem with that thing is, is when I pull it up, especially if you're in the muddy bottom, it, it, it has drain ports in it, but it still doesn't drain very quickly. So if you're trying to pull your anchor, get it up and get moving, you got to wait and clean it out. Yeah. That's and what I have right now. And so the cannonball style that the bomb is making is just a round ball. Um, there's plenty of other options out there though. If you want to go the cheaper route, I know people use, uh, like, uh, Jared McComas, he uses the uh, old school like window weight like tubes. It's like a big long tube and it's a weight. Those things are supposed to be awesome, um, huh. you know. And it's cool because it comes up fairly easy up into his boat. Like you know, I think if I remember correctly, I saw he had an anchor wizard on the front and it went through the front handle like you're talking about. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so there's people use those. Uh, people use kettlebells, you know, the workout thing, that sort of thing. So. There's all kinds of options out there. I just wanted to give, you know, the bomb anchor a try. Um, I invited him actually to do a podcast once I get the anchor and use it some. Okay. So we'll be sitting down and talking with him here in the near future. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I keep hearing good things about those. I, I think <sighs> Ch- Chad Hoover mentioned them a while back, and they're just they just caught fire. Yeah. So. They're pretty cool, man. You can pick it in two different, they call it fuse sizes. It's actually the metal like wire that comes out of them. I think yeah. it's like a, a three or nine or four and nine, five and nine inch. Uh, I went with the longer one. Um, I don't know. It, it, only because if I utilize that, that tube with the anchor wizard, I wanted it to be able to come all the way up through it. So, yeah, I need to pull the trigger on an anchor wizard or something because. Sometimes, dude, I just get too frustrated when it's windy. And you guys yeah. might actually see that on the live stream this Sunday. If it's windy out, I'm probably going to be mad. <laughs> oh. dude, I, I was out there last week and I was smacking the water with my paddle. I was all mad and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I get mad at the wind also, especially when you know that you're like, you've kind of located the fish and yep. you take one cast and you've got to paddle back into position and then you take a cast and paddle back into position and then, or you get a bite and you lose a bite because you've realized you've got way too much slack in your line from the wind drifting you one way or other, or it's drifting it. So your line's completely <laughs> tight all the time. And you're basically trolling at that point. It's, Susie's hearing this right now and laughing. Yeah. Going ha 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 three sixty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where, I mean, to be honest with you, that's where the pedal drive shines, man. I, yeah. I got my taste of wind inside that thing at Dale hollow and it makes a big, big difference. So yep, I, I, I was fishing with Jay there and he had that big rig FD. He's like, what are you guys trying so hard for? I'm like, shut up, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, look for uh, hopefully uh, Brad and I. We're kind of you know we're still trying to practice our social distancing, so we haven't really fished together yet this year, except for back in the winter time. But um, you know, Brad and I talked about trying to drop some videos, rigging video of this stuff. So if we can, we'll try yeah. to do one together. If not, you might see them come uh, from us individually. But um, I still yeah. need to do my bonafide video for jason yeah. keep forgetting yeah. yeah i do too well i mean it's just the weather's such a toss-up you know it's time of year and i need to get some microphone stuff going too i got the gopros now so i can record that way but yeah dude i was sitting here thinking uh when you were talking about something if you had your seats facing towards you have your son wear the uh chesty yeah. With the GoPro, so he's getting video of you and then like video of whatever he looks at. Everybody, that'd be cool. Everybody would puke. That kid cannot sit still <laughs> for five seconds. That's like, something oh cool. Were, were you in a? Did you guys experience an earthquake? I'm like, no, that's just my five year old freaking out. <laughs> Dude, when we were out there, man, those fish were jumping everywhere. Every fish that jumped, he called it out. Daddy, there's one over there. Let's go over there. So that's awesome. That's cool. Well, we're uh, at an hour. Cool. So. All right, man. Anything else you got to add? No, you did more rigging than I have this year, so I didn't have much to talk about. But I, I had do, questions. I do want to say thank you to Sam Jones and Angler. Um, all the uh, podcast members have started to receive the uh, the new paddle and fin uh, face buffs, neck buffs, whatever, neck gaiters, whatever you want to call them. And uh, with them came our new Angler buttons. So do us a favor, man. Check out Angler products. Um, if you haven't done so, if you haven't bought one, buy one. It's very a very unique device. Very cool. Very, very techie, really, when it comes down to it, man. You know, I, I like you know, it. Yeah, a lot of people keep their journals of catches and stuff like this. And this makes it 100 times easier than to sit down and try to remember that stuff and write it down in a book or whatever. But... Go ahead, Brad. You haven't, have you been able to use it yet? No, I just got it today. Okay. So. Well, I, I bought mine a couple weeks ago or not a, a couple months ago. So I already had one, but I mean, this thing tracks wind. Uh, if you're on the river, you can pick which gauge that you're launching from. Uh, it tracks temperature and barometer. Then you, you hit it when you catch a fish. Uh, dude, it's cool. I'm, I'm enjoy you. I, I enjoy using it. The times I do remember using it when I do catch a fish. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to push the button. But not only that, so you buy this thing, right? It's it's fairly cheap. It's not expensive. What is it? Like 20, 30 bucks tops? Yeah. And you download the app. The app is free. There is a premium uh, portion for the app if you want to pay for that. Um, a lot of people don't. Um, but, you know, I have no idea, to be honest with you, the difference in them right now. Um, I haven't researched you, enough. But like maps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's a definitely a cool feature. Um, but not only that, it's not that app doesn't just provide like the ability to track your catches and all the weather, weather data that comes with it. The app has another feature also. And so if you guys are into, you know, really into fishing, um, you enjoy the uh, social media aspect of it, check out this app because it's got its own basically social media, just extravaganza happening like there's yeah. constant posts and videos and how to's and just all kinds of stuff and the community is huge and this isn't just kayak fishing this is fishing in general so you've got people from the pro side of 
bass fishing to just bank fishermen to kayak fishermen anything you can think of man they have all kinds of stuff so please check that out oh another feature i forgot about that it tracks how far you float oh yeah so so for a river fisherman dude i'm gonna love knowing what stretches are however long it's gonna be sweet i can't wait Yeah, and that's that's something we always kind of because when you look at a map sitting there trying to measure it out on your computer, yeah. paint. And so now you'll be able to kind of if you're a river guy and you track when you start and when you finish, um, which it does for you, you'll have the ability to kind of figure out your time management of how much time you have on the water and how long it's going to take. Because how many times, Brad, have we gotten on the water? And we're like, yeah, we're going to be out here six <laughs> hours, and we're like ten hours deep, like. Everybody's yeah. calling their significant others like, I'm going to be really late, you know, yeah. or, or we end up being like, all right, I can't miss these plans. And then we're power paddling all the way back to the, you know, trucks, missing every hot spot that you wanted to hit that day. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. We'll have to have an episode of them too. Oh, we will. I talked to Sam. So, yeah. Yeah. So look for a gear a review on the angler app and, uh, the, the bullseye. So, Ding, ding. Without Brett, anything else, bud? Ding, ding. Is that it? Ding, ding. That's it. <laughs> That's the round, end of the round. All right. Well, we just want to take a moment. Thank all of our listeners for uh, joining us for another final cast episode. Remember, if you guys haven't seen us yet, jump on the website. Uh, there's only a few more days left. This, is, this episode drops tomorrow on Thursday. You have until Saturday night at midnight. Uh, Central Standard Time to get your brackets filled out for the Paddle and Fin uh, Madness Host Tournament, whatever you want to call it. Uh, lots, thousands of dollars worth of prizes are up for grabs for our listeners who fill out the correct brackets. So um, get on there, have fun. You know, um, I plan on trying to follow Brad or Ricketts around. I haven't decided which one, but it's going to be fun. I get a heckle of them. I'm going to take the GoPro, add some more video content. Unless Brad's on the river, he won't let me come then at that point. But Heck, we need to just all three get together, me, you, yeah. and Jason. Go, <laughs> to, go to the same place. Why not? <laughs> you know how funny it would be? You sit there just catching fish after fish after fish. He's throwing the same bait in the same spot, not catching squat. Dude, I have a feeling I'm going to get skunked. So I just have that feeling, man. It's all good, though. Uh, It's whatever. Hey, it's all for fun. (laughs) That's what it is. So with that, man, um, we just want to, like I said, thank everybody for listening. So anything else, Brad? Nope. All right, y'all. Well, we'll look forward to talking with everybody next week. Tight lines and smooth paddling. See ya. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and fin shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jigmasters jigs. 
Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.